Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Uh, speaking of wild scenarios, it looks like Bradley Beal may be on the move um, from the Wizards. After getting Ted Leonsis to sign off on one of the weirdest contracts in modern NBA history, where Beal is overpaid and has the only no-trade clause in existence in the NBA, he's going to have full say on any trade, meaning, so say a deal gets done with Beal and the Boston Celtics, and he says, I'll go to the Boston Celtics. And then they say, all right, well, we're going to move Jason Tatum for you. He can say, well, no, I'm not going to agree to that. I'm not going to the Celtics if there's no Tatum. He has to agree to all facets of said trade. Now there are reports from Shams that Beal and the Wizards are looking for a new home, and that the Wizards are in full-blown rebuild. So Ted Leonsis, just a little background, one of the most, I would call, slimy owners from a perspective of just straight lying uh, to fans and saying that they're going to compete when we know that they're not. And now, under the guise of good faith, he said he fired Tommy Shepard because he was frustrating that they weren't doing what they needed to do to do a rebuild. I'm sorry, the rebuild aspect was never really even a possibility because Ted Leonsis would rather have the Wizards be an eight seed and get the money for one play-in game than to just fully blow it up and start it again. Here's the kicker, though. 
Because of the contract for Beal and the fact that the no-trade clause carries forward to the new team, as well as a trade kicker for Bradley Beal, I think he gets a raise or a bonus if he gets traded. Brian Windhorst is now reporting that the haul that the Wizards will get for Beal will be shockingly low. I don't know. Some guy who's never healthy making $60 million feels like his stock probably is pretty low. This is what Windhorst had to say. If Bradley Beal gets traded between now and next Thursday, I think people are going to be very surprised at the price and how potentially low it's going to be because his contract is not attractive. And especially going forward, it would mean having to pay $50 million to a player on your team that may not be a first or second All-NBA player. I suspect if he gets traded, it would be for a fraction of what Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert were traded for. Man, life's a bitch and then you die, Wizards. You could have traded Bradley Bill two years ago for a haul, but you know what? You decided loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Brutal end for the Wizards who at one point could have easily gotten probably four first-round picks for Beal. Still, there are a number of suitors. Kendrick Perkins says that Jason Tatum is pushing hard for Bradley Beal to be in Boston. Lots of rumors swirling around the Miami Heat, including one bozo uh, from the Miami Herald who thinks that the Heat will be able to trade for Beal and Dame. There is a man out there that is in existence of breath who believes that the Miami Heat can get Brad Beal and Dame Lillard without giving up Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. What, what kind of early 80s pure cocaina is this guy on? Nick Nurse is also set to covet uh, Bradley Beal as a Harden replacement in Miami, which would be a fascinating dynamic as well. But I think, truthfully, I like Miami a lot. But I think the best spot might be the Knicks. New York has trade assets. They won't have to give up a lot. The Wizards need young talent who are able to perform, at least on an NBA level right now, but you have a ton of upside. Beal and Brunson might be a little undersized, but they do score a shitload of points. Beal, I think, is 6'5", is he not? 6'4". So, I mean, that's fine, I guess, for a, for a two. Finally... Uh, Shams dropped another nugget in the Beale sweepstakes, basically adding chaos to the market, saying this. I couldn't believe it because it would be bonkers. Another team that's had Bradley Beal trade talks with the Wizards are the Sacramento Kings. Sources tell Shams and Sam Amick. It's believed that Beal would consider Sacramento given his no-trade clause. But now... As of now, there does not appear to be a clear pathway for the two sides. When was the last time that you heard of a star player wanting to waive their no-trade clause, which almost no one has, to go to Sacramento? When was the last time that Sacramento was a destination for free agents or players who could choose their own location? I don't know, at least in the last 20 years, if that has been the case. I do not see a way for the Kings to make this deal that is sustainable for their future. But it does give me a little tingle all over my body that Beal would even consider it. The, as an aside, our guy Damian Barling from D'Lo and Casey, friend of show, um, tweeted some breaking news about the Kings going all in on Raptors OG Ananobi. Keep your eye on that. That's been swirling around pretty much all year, but it is now confirmed. As for Beal... Seems pretty certain that Beal is going to be on the move. 
The Wizards want to blow it up. That means Chris Dabbs Porzingis probably goes. That means Kyle Kuzma probably goes. And you just get a boatload of draft picks. It's going to be chaos, particularly for the team that gets Beal. Let's move on. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. So I tweeted this out yesterday. Trivia question. What do Spencer Dinwiddie, Jeremy Grant, Glenn Robinson III all share in common? Only one person got it right. The rest of you jokers on Twitter responded by saying, guys who played in the NBA or men who have never been in my kitchen. (laughs) Here is the answer, which is just a wild thing to respond. Men who have never been in my kitchen. Here's the answer. Dinwiddie, Grant, and Glenn Robinson were the 38th, 39th, and 40th pick in the 2014 draft. The 41st pick in that draft, Nikola Jokic, of course. Which got me thinking. It's a fun bit of trivia, but really the interesting thing is to step back and realize these were mid-second round picks. Dinwiddie and Grant have been excellent in their career. So do not fret if you have a mid-second rounder. If you're good at your job, you'll probably find some gold. There's plenty of jokers out there who don't do their job well. Enough for you to clean up if you do. So would the 2014 draft second-round All-NBA team beat the 2014 draft first-round All-NBA team? Here is the All-second-round team pick from that year. Guard, Spencer Dinwiddie, the 38th pick. Guard, Joe Harris. we got to say fully healthy Joe Harris. 33rd overall pick. Small forward, Jeremy Grant, the 39th overall pick. Power forward, Dwight Powell, has value over replacement player. He was 45th, 8th overall in the entire draft, 8.3 uh, overall. Nikola Jokic, number 41st. And the sixth man off the bench would be Jordan Clarkson, 46th pick. That's a pretty damn good team. I'm not going to lie to you. That's a good team. Jokic could probably take those guys to the Western Conference Finals. Let's be real. That's a good team. That's, if, if Joe Harris can move around, that's a good team. Now, come on. Here's the all-first-round team from that year. Guard, sixth overall, Marcus Smart. Woof. That looks bad in hindsight, does it not? 13th overall pick, Zach Levine. Woof again. Woof, woof. Is his knee even functioning? Small forward, first overall pick. Andrew Wiggins. Power forward, seventh overall pick, Julius Randle. Center, Joel Embiid, number three overall pick. This is going to be like a battle royal found family. Just like complete vitriol. And the sixth man would be Shlomo Kyle Anderson. Who wins this in a seven-game series? I think you might have to give the edge the second-round picks here. I mean, if it's a playoff, Joel Embiid might not even be on the court. 
let's be real. Let's be real. If this is a seven-game series in April, where is Joel Embiid? Where is he? Does he have an orbital bone fracture? Because probably last two years out of three, I think he has. Does he have a knee injury? Like, what's going on with Marcus Smart? Is he shooting three from 18 from the three-point line? Zach Levine, is the meniscus highly functioning in that knee? Andrew Wiggins, is he just coming off of personal issues? Jesus Christ. Julius Randle, I mean, this is the all-sprained ankle team. Like, this is the all, this literally is all, like, soft tissue injuries. Marcus Smart, ankle injury, Zach Levine, knee injury, Andrew Wiggins, we'll just call it good on him, Julius Randle, ankle, Joel Embiid, knee. I think it's just Shlomo out here threatening to fight his teammates. Who wins, man? What do you think? I'd like to know. What a fascinating, fascinating case study. We got to do these more. 